Well, hello, hello. How you doing, everybody? How you doing? This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. This is the S. Anthony Thomas. This is episode number 280, and I feel like crap. <laughs> uh, first of all, I want to say thank you to everybody. Um, I was in the ER a little while ago. Um, I did not know what the hell was going on. All I knew was that when I got up, all of a sudden I was kind of uh, dizzy, and everything was spinning and I did not know what the hell was going on. So I, of course, went to the ER. And to those of you that are following me on social media, you saw the picture of me in the ER with my stupid gown on. And a lot of you gave me uh, well wishes and, uh, and, and and some kind words on all of my social media platforms. So I want to say thank you very much to everybody. I appreciate it. It's nice to know that, uh, that the people that listen to you and the people that know you really, really care. And it really, really is a cool thing. And I want to thank everybody very, very much for doing that. And I just want to, once again, this is one of those things where, uh, like I said, I feel like crap. But this is one of those things where I feel that uh, something that happened to me reminds me of something else. And I want to talk about that. I have vertigo right now and it's benign. So it's not like I'm just going to kill me or anything. Or It's just something that has been diagnosed and I have to go through some treatments or whatever. And then I'll be back to normal uh, within a few weeks. But the, but the thing is, it's really weird when the day before everything was cool. And then one day you wake up and all of a sudden you stand up and you fall into the wall. And it looks like you're, you know, they ever see, it looks like everything's spinning around. And you can't grab your bearings. It only lasts for, uh, lasts for less than a minute. But you don't know that it's going to last for less than a minute when it's happening to you. And you have no idea what the hell is happening to you. Vertigo. Go to the ER. And then they go through all of these tests. Now, the thing is, when people are testing you for things, they have to eliminate all the bad stuff first. So all the tests you take are tests you would, that, are going to, that are designed to find all the stuff that... We're going to just, uh, Mr. Thomas, we're going to reel you around. We're going to take this test here. Uh, if the test comes back, back the, if this test uh, comes back conclusively, your ass is dead. Um, and if this, this test comes back, your ass is uh, double dead. And if this test comes back, you're triple dead, okay? And now we take these tests. Well, now, we have, now that we've taken all the tests that can prove that your ass is dead, why don't you sit here and watch some bad sitcoms on the television as we nonchalantly walk around, as we wait for the results that could tell you whether or not your ass is dead. And you're sitting there going, what? You took some tests that are going to prove whether or not my ass is dead. Yes, that's why the room is called Your Ass Might Be Dead, uh, room number six. I said, that's really not a good name for a room. Your ass might be dead number six. Hey, you know, uh, we're, we're fine. We're, we're in good health. I don't know what I mean. You're in an emergency room here, pal. OK, emergency, meaning a lot of times the stuff that brings your punk ass in here could mean your ass is dead. Do you want us to find out whether or not your ass is dead or do you want us to not find out whether your ass is dead? And I said, I'm going to I'm not going to argue with you because you have access to the stuff that could can help me out or you could, you know, finish my ass off. OK, none of that stuff actually happened. But but <laughs> but the truth is, a lot of the tests that you take in the beginning when you go into an ER, no matter what it is, is to eliminate the big thing. And when you go in there with, with with any kind of pain in your chest or your head or anything like that, that is not caused by somebody punching you in it or kicking you in it. They want to make sure all the bad stuff is eliminated. And one by one, people come in with tests to tell me you don't have this. This didn't happen. You don't have this. This didn't happen. You don't have this. This didn't happen. You don't have this. This doesn't happen. And all this stuff that could kill my ass. I don't have none of that. 
great. Still waiting for blood tests. Yeah, okay. Goes back, hey, all your tests are clear. And then they start doing some other things and twisting this and poking that. And they tell you, you got vertigo, man. You got vertigo and you need to do this, 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 and this. And you need to follow up with your this, 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 and this. But while you're waiting for the tests to come back, you're kind of uncomfortable. Because like I said, every test you just took is designed to eliminate something horrible. Which means as you wait for each test to come back, you don't know whether or not the person coming back is going to tell you if something horrible happened to you or is going to happen to you or not. Fortunately, not that's not the case. I have vertigo, which is still, still a huge pain in the ass. Because if you get up too quickly or you t you turn your head the wrong way or you do this or that, all of a sudden everything starts spinning again and you don't know when it's really going to happen. It turns regular things in your house into a damn minefield all of a sudden. Like just now I went upstairs to the bathroom and I went very, very slowly and everything was cool. But the problem is... Say for the sake of argument, I was feeling pretty good for a moment and I forgot and I just jumped up really quickly. You know, you stand up really quickly when you're good and when you're leaving the toilet or something like that. And all of a sudden, spin, 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 bang, you fall down and crack your head on the, on the sink or fall down and crack your head on the tub. Or if you're going up and down the steps, you know, and you, you, you move a little bit too quickly and shake up something and all of a sudden, bang, you're falling down the steps. I have somebody here who puts a bag of trash by the head of the steps. And under normal circumstances, that really wouldn't be that big of a deal. It's just their way of letting me know, hey, I want you to take this downstairs for me. And I, it's just a slight annoyance where you look at it and you go, yeah, being real subtle, putting this at the head of the steps. Uh. And that's under normal circumstances. But when you have vertigo and you don't know when it's going to pop on, that's kind of a bad thing to put an obstruction at the head of the steps. Under normal circumstances, that's not a big deal. Not a big deal. But when you got this, that is a big deal because, at, you know, you never know. At that moment, you could twist your head the wrong way and something could go weird. And all of a sudden, you're doing a header down the steps because there's a bag there. And the person didn't intend to do anything. The person was just trying to make sure you remember to take it downstairs. But they could also make be sending your punk ass down the stairs head first. Not a big deal. When they come back, I'll tell them about that. But I started to think about it and I realized I'm not the only one with vertigo, not because it's a common thing. And they say maybe 200,000 to a quarter million people have it all on a regular have it symptoms a year. People get it and all that kind of crap. It's very, very common. Not that big of a deal. You know, it's not going to kill you, you know, unless you decide to start juggling chainsaws, you know, at the same time. Hey, I'm dizzy. I think I threw a chainsaw. Up. You know, that kind of thing. But I started to realize that. Vertigo is not just uh, an inner ear thing. I think at this time we have societal vertigo, right? There's always been problems. There's always been racism and sexism and homophobia and transphobia. It's always been there kind of bubbling with no belief to surface. And somebody would do something horrific to someone of any one of these groups and we'd all be outraged and, and the news would show it and everything. We, I can't believe you did that. That is wrong. But I think now we have kind of a societal vertigo. We don't know what up is up or down is down, left is right, sideways is the other sideways. We don't know what the hell is going on because the things that would normally be outrageous and normally wouldn't happen are happening now regularly. And it's weird. 
It's like the world is spinning a little bit. Right? You see what happens in Charlottesville? We have a bunch of people uh, walking around with tiki torches and, and, and getting upset because of a statue. <clears throat> because the statue is coming down. And I can understand having affection for a statue, but when you really think about what it stands for, come on, guys. All of these people rushing out, being very, very upset because of a statue. Oh, I can't believe it. You getting violent <clears throat> because of a statue. Now, ask yourself a question. If we could get large groups of people like this. To be upset because of, not because a football player kneeled down, but because of the reason that a football player kneeled down. Of course, speaking of Colin Kaepernick, if we if we could get a, a, the, the masses of people to be upset with the reason that the person, this person, Colin Kaepernick, this quarterback, kneeled down, we could be upset about why he kneeled down and not that he kneeled down. Then the problem that made him want to kneel down would go away because the majority of people would say, I'm not going to put up with that. But we decided not we, but they decided to burn jerseys, the calls of uh, the call sponsors to call the team to make sure this one individual doesn't get a job. You have a bunch of people attacking a football player to make sure the person didn't get a job. That doesn't make much sense to me. We got, I mean, if you literally go to almost, you go to a lot of teams, you got people who are raping people, people are driving over people, people killing people, beating people up, stabbing people, drop kicking this person, that person, and none of those people were this outraged by it. Vertigo, where's up? Where's down? What is this side, this side ways? Or is it that side ways? What's left? What's right? We don't know. Everything's spinning. You got all these people running to Charlottesville to protest. And I'm sitting there going, you know, if all of you people who did that in these large groups, if you would do that because your health care might be taken away from you, if you were that adamant about that, instead of trying to depress other people that don't look like you, instead of trying to take rights away from people that don't think like you because some dude looks like this or some lady looks like that. If we would protest those things that matter, that help everybody, like having health care. If we use that kind of force for that, that would change and we'd have health care. I don't know. Is up down? Up Is it up? Is it down? Is it left? Is it right? Is it this sideways? Or is it that sideways? I don't know. That's what seems to be going on now. Things that we wouldn't even expect politicians to do, to say, to be, to behave like, to think like, to say. We, there are things happening right now that are so bizarre that we need to come up with another word that's more bizarre than bizarre. You got a guy in the White House who's tweeting directly to the public and saying outrageous things. And people are so busy following this particular human being that no matter how outrageous this person gets or how incompetent this person is at their particular job, at their job, at a very, very important job, at a job where there's where they have control over a military and over nuclear weapons and over and they can veto this and block that and recess appointments and put people on the Supreme Court and pardon people. They have a person who is acting completely and totally irrationally. And doing irrational things, things that are, quote, not presidential, unquote, 
things that don't make sense. And we still have people that will blindly follow that and try to make a comparison against the previous occupant of the White House. And you can't compare the two as presidents and you can't compare the two people as human beings either. You have to look at the motivation. What is the motivation of the previous person? Okay. Now, was that guy perfect? Was President Barack Obama perfect? No. But guess what? Nobody is. Everything we do is nothing but constant improvement. And when you're constantly trying to improve yourself and a society or anything that you do, because we're human beings and we don't and we're not perfect, there's always going to be places where we fall a little bit short. There's always going to be mistakes. If you bake the cake, right, and one piece and, and you picked up the cake and some of the cake fell off, you wouldn't just throw the whole cake in the trash. You'd eat the cake, right? You wouldn't go, well, the cake wasn't perfect. I, I, I knocked a piece of it on the floor. Is it a substantial piece? No, not really. It's about a one one eighteenth of the cake got knocked onto the floor. But you have the rest of the cake. Yeah, we'll just put some frosting on it. We'll eat it. Oh, no, no, no. It wasn't perfect. Let's just throw it in the trash. Now, it sounds ridiculous. It doesn't make sense in that particular case, right? Like when I when I bought my car, it had a couple of dings in the side that are not really that noticeable. But the car was a couple thousand dollars less than the car that was just like it. And it ran just as well. The only difference was the dings, tiny dings, things that nobody would give a crap about. Things that you were probably going to get on the car in the first place. Not a big deal, but it saved me a couple grand on the mighty Toyota Camry. So what am I supposed to do? Well, this this has a couple of dings. Uh. Tiny, tiny things that people really don't notice, but I notice because I'm really, really, you know, really, I paid really, really close attention. The kind of things that probably would get on the car anyway, by if I ever shopped in a supermarket in life, <laughs> right? But I'd rather spend two or three more grand on a car just like it because of this, even though it probably won't cost that much to fix it. And uh, quite frankly, in many cases, in some cases, you don't even fix the thing because it's really not that big of a deal. And I haven't fixed it because who cares? Nobody notices unless I point it out. But would it make sense to spend two or three more grand just because of this little tiny dings? Of course not. It would be stupid to do that. As we move forward and as we try to fix problems and get better and move forward and get better and get better, it's never going to be perfect. And we can't act like something is completely invalid because it is imperfect. You're always just trying to make things a little bit better. I did three I did three crunches. I don't have a six pack yet. This is bull crap. I'm not working out anymore. No. Societal vertigo, my friends. Where's up? Where's down? Where's left? Where's right? Is that this sideways or is it that sideways? It gets frustrating to me when I... I talk about it a lot because it keeps coming up. It just keeps coming up and it happens all the time. And I told you before that sometimes when I read my Facebook timeline, Facebook news feed and timeline or whatever the hell, and I see people that I kind of knew and some people that I actually knew pretty, pretty, that I thought I knew pretty well will say things that make me question if this is the same person that I thought I knew in the first place. You said you break bread with this person. And you think you know what up is, you think you know what down is, you think you know what left is, you think you know what right is. And then you hear them say and do things and make excuses for things that make you question what the hell kind of person am I talking about here? A little bit of person to person vertigo. I thought I knew this person. 
I really thought I knew this particular person (laughs) or this particular person or that particular person. And then you see the person in the White House do something completely outrageous or you see some senator do something completely outrageous or some congressperson do something completely outrageous to someone of a smaller group, someone that doesn't look like the per- that, that particular person or think like that particular person or follow the same belief as that particular person. And they don't mind that senator or that congressperson of this particular president to do something that is going to completely devastate that group of people, dehumanize them. And you're wondering as you sit across the table from this person, or if you're wondering and you're thinking about a past time, when you sat across the table from that person, you're wondering, am I looking at a face or am I looking at a mask? Because this is not the person that I sat across the table from. I don't know what up is. I don't know what down is, left is. I don't know what right is. I realize that it's not just vertical for me, a medical condition that will that a week, few weeks from now, maybe a month from now will be in my and will be in my rearview mirror. But the sad thing about it is I know that the societal vertigo that we're going through right now, there is no uh, rehab exercises to do. Right. There are no there's no bottle of pills that will over time cure this particular problem there is no waiting it out and it'll correct itself in a few weeks there's none of that none of that this is the kind of vertigo that takes a long long time to fix and it's disappointing because unlike vertigo as a medical condition once it's diagnosed You can zero in on, okay, now it's been diagnosed and this is what we have to do. And you focus on that thing that you have to do to fix the problem. The problems we have now as a society have been diagnosed. We know what the problems are. We know what the causes of the problems are. The problem, the disease has been diagnosed. We know what it is. But we refuse to fix it. There's just enough people in the country and in and in the government to stop us from fixing these problems, even though we know what the problems are. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine if you needed seven out of ten doctors to approve a procedure that you need. Right. And everybody knows what the disease is. But four doctors refuse to give the thumbs up and you're thinking, well, maybe they know something that the other doctors don't know. Maybe that's what the case is. Maybe that's why they won't let the procedure go by. And then you find out through further study, they don't want the procedure to be applied because it's going to be applied and it's going to help you. Now, in the grand scheme of things, with this procedure being being done, it it will help more people. It might even help them in the future. But right now it's only going to help you. So those four doctors out of the 10 are going to go, no. Why are you saying no? Uh, well, uh, you don't really have a good reason for saying no, do you? Well, yeah, you know, uh, you know, I don't really think that if you really think about it logically, I don't like to cut people and, you know, because cutting people is wrong. What? 
cutting people. Do you, would you agree that if I was to take this scalpel and slice a person and then cut into their in their body, it would cause injury? Well, technically, yes, exactly. And I am, as a doctor said, I have to do no harm. So I do not want to cut into this person because cutting them will harm them. Yeah, well, you're a surgeon. You have to do surgery to fix this particular problem. Yes, I know. I know what you think. I know that's technically I, I don't. I, have you ever seen me do surgery? Well, no, I've never actually seen you do surgery. Well, then how do you know that I'm a surgeon? Well, it says your name and it says surgeon on your on your white coat. And this office says office of surgery. And this is list of surgeons and it has your name there. And, you know, but did you actually see me do surgery? No. I didn't. Well, then there you go. How do you know I'm a surgeon? Then he takes his coat off and throws it in a trash can. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but isn't it crazy when you think that we all know what the problems are in society and we have people in government right now who just won't let these things happen because they might help you and you just don't happen to look like them or think like them or dress like them. That's just as ridiculous, isn't it? Societal vertigo, my friends. Like I said, mine will be taken care of in due time, in short time. But unfortunately, the vertigo that we're all going through you know, not just as a society, but also globally, that vertigo is not as easy to fix because there's a lot of people that don't want to fix it. There's no reason for there to be any starving children in the world. There's no reason for there to be homeless people in the world. There's no reason for there to be any kind of genocide. There's no reason that intelligent human beings can't find better ways to solve conflict than creating weapons designed specifically to kill, and that's all they do. There's no reason we can't, as the, as the Rodney King said back in the day, can't we all just get along? It's an embarrassment. Can't go to church and worship and watch bad things happen to people. I don't think that goes together. Can't have a job as a public servant and not serve the public. I don't think that goes, those two things go together. So I'm not the only one that's suffering from vertigo, my friends. We're all suffering from vertigo. Only difference is, most likely in a couple of weeks or so, a month or so, mine, mine won't exist anymore. At least not my personal one. But the vertigo we're all suffering from, Unfortunately, I don't see that going anywhere anytime soon. Unless we wake up and decide to stop it and cure it and put it in our rearview mirror, just like my personal vertigo is going to be. Dig? Cool. Segment over. You know what? Let me let me talk to you about this real quick. This this is a, this is something that was I, to go to the to go to the hospital. I took my first lift, right? Uh, and that's the uh, competitor to Uber Lyft. And it was really a weird experience because, like, obviously, I'm used to driving myself places. And it was just really weird because just like anything else, it's prepaid for. You pay for the ride in the app, you tip in the app. So no money actually takes place. I mean, uh, you don't actually exchange any money with the driver. And it was just kind of weird. It was it was it was the car pulls up. It's somebody I don't know. They mention me by name. I get into the car. They take me where I want to go. And then I get out and just walk out the car. 
Now, obviously, I say goodbye, but you just kind of walk out the car and it's just there's just something weird about that because I'm somebody that's used to catching cabs. So you, you catch the cab, you give them the bread and then you give them the tip and all that kind of crap. So you're used to handing money to somebody. But in these lifts, and I guess Uber's got to be the same way. It's it's paid for beforehand. And there's just something that's a little uneasy about getting a service. Now, granted, you paid for it, but you paid for it. 15, 10 minutes ago when you kind of forget about it and you didn't take any money out of your, your pocket to you just push some bu- some some buttons on your on your phone screen. This to me this, it, and maybe that's the, the old guy in me where I'm used to handing out money for stuff. Right? Like even at the gas station. I get out of my car, I walk into the building and I hand the money. Could I put my card into the machine and take the and get the gas? Sure I could. And I'm not, and it's not even that I'm afraid that there's some kind of skimmer there. I mean in the back of my mind it exists. But, you know, odds are there isn't. But but I still like the there's something about seeing the money disappear where it's you. your brain just goes, OK, you now have this amount of money in your wallet. You now have this amount of money in your wallet and you can't overspend what's in your wallet is either there or it's not with a credit card. I spent what? Damn it. That can happen, but it can't happen with cash. And it's just weird, the whole thing where everything is becoming automated. I love it in a way. It's great. It's cool. But in another way, it just goes against the way I was, the way I came up. It just, like I said, it's the old guy thing coming out of me. It's the old guy thing. I gave the lady $3 anyway. I know she was already tipped in the app, but there was something inside of me that's like, I know I tipped you, but here's $3 anyway. In fact, that's exactly what I said to her. I know I already tipped you, but here's $3 anyway, because it was a short ride. And she goes, Oh, um, oh, okay. And then she pulls off like did that fool just give me more money. That dumb bastard. In fact, I think I overheard her say that she rolled down the window. Did that fool give me more money? That dumb bastard. And I was like, Hey, I just gave you three bucks. He goes, I got you three bucks. Shut up, punk. Now go deal with what you got to deal with. And then she drove off. And she did not say that. And it's just weird to when you, when you go and you do something and you, 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 you get a service and like I said, you did pay for it, but it doesn't feel like you paid for it because you prepaid for it. I was watching this news report and they were talking about how Amazon is trying to op- is going to open up these stores where you kind of walk in with your with your Amazon account and you just take stuff off the shelf and walk out with it. And it just deducts the money from your account. Seems like it would be convenient, right? Wouldn't it be? I mean, you know, you walk in, I want to get a soda. You grab the soda. And then you walk out and it just comes out of your Amazon account. But I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, there's going to be a bunch of people that forget they they forget that shit. They're going to walk in there. They're going to take out a whole bunch of groceries. They're going to come home. They're going to forget about the stuff because you're not adding it up in your head. You're going, oh, I need this. I need this. I need this. And I need this. That, 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 and I'll just walk out and everything's cool. And there's going to be somebody that's, you know, you go up to the counter at the store and you think something's on sale and you think, okay, these grapes are, you know, or these cherries or whatever the hell you're buying costs eight bucks and it says two bucks because it was mislabeled. And you're going, well, since it's only two bucks i'll get 10 of them there's a bunch of kids there well it's gonna have cherry jubilee <laughs> and you walk out and you get and you, you look at your bill and it's sixteen thousand dollars and you're going what the hell is this crap 
doesn't happen when you pay for it in cash. When you're paying for it in cash, you go, these these things are actually this price. Whoa, I don't want that. And you wind up putting it back. But not in those particular cases. Oh, I can't wait till the first time somebody goes home. The first time somebody goes home where there's a little bit of a mistake with one of the little RFD ID chips and one of those things or whatever way they decide to decide how much the thing costs. And you're going to go home and all you thought you bought was a box of cornflakes and milk and some fruit cocktail. And you're going to look in your account and find out that it cost you $17,000 because somebody put a chip on it said television set and car instead of the crap you thought you bought. You know what's going to happen. It has to happen. It's going to happen. It has to happen. Damn it. And it's going to be funny as hell. Right. When you don't see the money going out, if you don't see it disappearing from your hand, if you don't see it disappearing from your wallet, I know a lot of you aren't keeping track of that crap. Don't act like you don't. I know some of you were parents. How many of you had your little tablet computer and your kid was playing on that kid? Take that and shut your punk ass mouth. Get your punk ass over there and play with that crap. And you're not paying attention to what the kid did. You're not paying attention to what the kid's doing. You're not paying attention to what's going on. And all of a sudden the kid sees in-app purchase. Click, click 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 i want to make sure that my rocket has extra bombs on it click five dollars wait a second this guy is running so fast i need to add extra speed click five dollars and click 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 you get your tablet back and a whole month goes by you don't get the bill for a month you don't get the bill for a month you don't know what happened and now you're sitting across the table from your spouse from your spouse from your spouse and you're adding up the bills okay light bill electric bill water bill this bill okay let's get the 20 seven thousand dollars what the hell i thought we weren't going to buy the car till next month you went out and bought the car without me i didn't buy the car then what the hell's going on here and you'll find out that your little punk ass kid while he was holding on to the screen kept his thumb on the m-a-n-a-p his button and his little punk ass bought on. I'm winning every time I'm on the game, I win. Of course, you know, every time you're on the game, you win. You added $27,000 worth of power to that superhero, you little punk. Come on, man. Like if every time the money, if every time the, the little punk ass pushed that button, something rang in your phone and said, your little punk ass kid is trying to buy something for $5. And you said, oh, no, you don't, your little punk ass. You would, you, nothing would happen. But that's what happens when you get to the point where you just start doing stuff and you're not looking at the money disappearing from your wallet. It's just weird. You realize now if you go to the ATM that they are trying to get you away from getting the little paper receipt now. They don't want you to have the little paper receipt. I went to my own damn bank and I was going to get a paper receipt. And it said, if you want to get this paper receipt, it's going to cost a dollar. And I went, well, 50 cents, whatever the hell it was. And I'm sitting there going, I said, no, 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 no. And I thought, oh, man, I must have put in a, a card from another bank. Oh, crap. Well, let me just cancel this transaction, you know. And I was like, then I started thinking, wait a minute, what difference does it make? I mean, it was 50 cents. I mean, I'm going to take the card out and go through all this crap again. What the hell difference does it make? And then I said, nah, after that, even though 50 cents means nothing, I'm still not giving it to your punk asses because you're a bank and you got enough money, you bastards, because you're loaning out my money to other people. And I'm not getting the damn loan, you bastard. And I canceled the transaction, pulled the card out and noticed it was a, my card for this freaking bank. And these punk asses wanted money 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 for me well a slip of paper you punk asses i used to sell computer products i used to sell computer ribbons i know how much it costs i know this is a fraction of 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 a penny to print this punk ass thing out and i put money in this damn bank on you punk asses and you're gonna try to charge me at my own bank to take money out when i really don't take money out that often in the first place with your punk ass 
It'd be different if I took out money 55 times in a row and they go, well, well after the first 25 times, we're going to charge you a, a quarter for each one of these 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 receipts okay it still would say hell no but at the very least you'd give me some kind of warning but these bastards don't want to do that these bastards don't want you to take any kind of paper they're using money to modify your punk ass behavior those pieces of crap so now everybody that I know has their phones designed, has linked up their account to their phone. So now when you put money into the into the account, the money shows up beep, as a text on your phone to tell you how much money is in the account and how much money went in. And then you start to get used to it. You ever have you are you one of those people like I used to do? Where you take the receipt, you put it in your wallet and you write down what you took the money out for. And at the end of the month, you, you take out the little the, the receipts out of the little box. You go, OK, I bought that, bought this, I bought that, I bought this, I bought that, I bought this, I bought that. But now you don't have the little slips of paper because these pieces of crap use behavior modification with money to make your punk ass stop taking the things out and you lose track of crap you lose track of crap and now you're sitting across the table from your husband or your wife and you lost track of crap you don't know where this 50 bucks went where the 50 bucks went where's the receipt i don't have a receipt it's on your phone yeah but it was one of the texts and i like to erase the text because i don't like to have a lot of text on my phone and i erased the wrong text i checked the wrong box and i meant to just take a check the box for my grandma who keeps sending me cat pictures but i made a mistake and checked the box for the text from this place and now I erased it and, I, and now we got to go online and do it now but it's a big pain in the ass bastards I know they're moving away from money they're going to move us away from money if they can move us off of taking a receipt out of our own bank you don't think they can make our punk asses move off of money you're damn right they can do you know there are certain banks back in the day and I don't even know if it's the same thing now where it actually cost you money 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 it cost you money to go to a teller I remember the first time that happened to me I went I said hold it a second it cost me nothing extra if I just go to the ATM but it actually cost me money at the end of the month if I use a teller really bastards so you know daggone well they're gonna move you off money they're gonna move you to that card they're gonna move you to a damn chip in your hand like those jackasses at that business that allowed somebody to put a chip in their hand are you kidding me i i don't work for anybody specifically i work for myself actually i work for you you chumps but what i'm saying is i mean you wonderful people <laughs> hey guys it's the ver it's the vertigo that made me say that's the vertigo that made me say that <laughs> f y'all but what I'm saying is if they could put a chip in your hand in business and you put up with that crap, they're trying to condition us for that crap. I don't want to sound like one of those conspiracy theory chumps, but come on, sometimes, 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 my friend, you're putting a chip in your hand. Are you crazy? You can't. We have a whole industry designed to stop uh, people from stealing your identity. You know, and now you're going to put everything about you into a chip on your hand like somebody can't wait. Hey, let me. Hey, you're a really great guy. Let me shake your hand. I just want to tell you right now, you're the most fantastic person I've ever met. And I want to thank you. It's been a pleasure to to, to, uh, to, to to meet you. Let's shake hands right now. No, no, let's keep shaking hands for about two more seconds. And OK, there we go. <laughs> Good luck with your empty bank accounts, dick face, because that's what's going to happen. You're going to have to have life lock for your fingers or whatever the hell that company is. <laughs>
It was really easy when you had the money. Easy. And I know I'm sounding like an old guy. I know I'm sounding like an old guy, but I don't mind going to the store and handing somebody a $5 bill and saying, give me a soda. I don't want to wave my hand over something. I don't want to do that crap. And that's what I was thinking when I was getting out of that lift. It was just felt weird to not actually just at least be handing money to somebody for something. I don't know. But the funny thing I think about is even though I don't have children now and at this particular time, when I think about my grandnieces and grandnephews, by the time they're my age, I already know I'm looking at them and I'm knowing my little grandnieces and my grandnephews. I already know, you know, they're like three and four months old and stuff like that. And when I visit them, I pick up the babies and kiss the babies and hug the babies and all of that kind of stuff. And I get Uncle Steve, Uncle Steve, Uncle Some of them call me Steve. And I realize I'm looking at kids that are probably going to have a chip in their hand at some point. I'm 48. You're four. You're getting a chip at some point, punk. I'm 48 and you're three and you're two months and you're going to have chips in your asses. And I don't like it. I don't like it at all, but I don't think there's anything I can do about it. You know, it's really weird. Like when you look at you, when you look at the young kids and you know the things that are going to be happening to them later on. You know, like like it's not even necessary that anything as weird as the chip that I know that the, anybody like the infants that exist now, your asses are going to have a chip in your in your hand by the time you're 20. When you become a teenager, you go to school, you're going to be waving a chip that's implanted in your ass somewhere. I know it. You know it. And it's really weird to look at the little kids knowing that they're going to have chips in them. It's very similar to um, like if you have a and this is going to sound sexist, but. You know, but but I I don't have this in the, in the it's not sexist. I don't think it's really sexist because when I talk to younger relatives, I talk to male relatives and female relatives and say, look, when it comes to banging, this is what you need to not be doing. And it just be, and I give them exactly the same talk. But the feeling is a little bit different. You feel and I know this is a, it's a, it's a slightly sexist thing. I felt more protective of the younger ladies in my family, right, right, because because you know how it is. Like when you have when they start to become young ladies, and then the and then the you know you you meet the boyfriends. Hey, Mister S, how's it going? And you're looking at the guy, and you're like, you just want to put your penis in my young female relative, and I want to rip your throat out, punk, you piece of crap. Hey, Mister S, I'm glad glad you get 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 shut up, jackass. I know what you want, punk. I ought to punch you in the face. You little punk ass. I'll wait till you're 18 so it's just one adult punching another one in the face. You little punk ass bastard. I know what you want because I know what I want. What I'm actually going to be doing later on tonight with some woman is what you want to be doing to my female relative that's younger than me. I ought to slap the jetty, you little piece of crap. Right? And you feel a little bit of that when you see when it's a, it's a male relative. And I hate the fact that I have that slight bit of sexism. But even them, I'm still a little protective. Right? You see you, you, the, the young lady. Hi, Mr. Ransom, hit me. And you're going, yeah, I know what you want, honey. You just want to get you wanted to, to, to get it on with my young male relative and I can't believe that you I know what you're just trying to do I know what you want and you make me sick you just okay that's enough of that let's get back to the female relatives listen to you punk looking at my young female relative I ought to rip your throat out punk right if you're a parent let's be honest the stuff I'm going to take it from the guy's perspective 
You see that disgusting crap you were doing with your wife on a regular basis. Son, that dude that comes to your house to pick up your daughter. He's planning on doing that crap with your daughter. Right. And ladies, that stuff your husband was doing to you. He's going to be doing that with that cute sweetheart of a girl that he's going to go pick up in his punk ass car. Yeah, that's right. It makes you sick to your stomach, doesn't it? Well, guess what? Your parents who are now 400 years old uh, did that crap to create you. And I got news for you. You may think that just because they're a thousand each, they're not doing weird crap to each other. I got news for you. They're so old, they're doing weird crap to each other that has been out of date for a long time. He's probably on top of his your grandma going boop boopy doop scoop boopy doop wearing a cab Callaway outfit talking about playing Minnie the Moocher on his eight track player while he's doing stuff to your grandma yeah that's right your grandparents are still banging I I, I, I don't even know where I how do I, I I'm telling you the vertigo it has something to do with this segment because it's going all over the place but give me a break I'm sick I don't feel well and I got vertigo shut up granted a lot of you're going you know um I got news for you man uh your regular podcasts don't sound much different than this. So I don't know if you can really blame it on the vertigo. It may just have something to do with you being a really, really weird dude. And to you, I would say, ha, 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 F you punks. <laughs> it's just really weird. I, I feel like, you know, there's a, there's some times when I realize that I'm kind of old guying out, you know, like with the money thing. Like I started off this segment with, with the lift, I kind of old guyed out, you know, I old guy out. Man, I'm embarrassed to say I'm starting to old guy out with the music. <sighs> People mention the names of artists I have never heard of. And not only have I never heard of them, when I hear about them, I'm going, hey, is there any way I could go back to not having heard of this bastard? Yeah, that's right. I said it. God. They say one of the things that happens when you get older is there's a, there's a higher chance of vertigo. And maybe this is a dividing line. Maybe I can stop saying I'm getting old and say that I'm old. Maybe I could just say that now and just get it over with. Yeah. Nah, I'm just going to stick with getting old. I like having deniability. I like to hang on to my youth as much as possible. I, I actually, uh, to hang on to your youth, I, I, actually my youth has escaped me. I, I, I would actually have to be about 15 years younger to actually be hanging on to my youth. Now I'm not hanging on to my youth. I'm looking at it in a box covered in mothballs. F y'all. <laughs> Segment over. Well, folks, this has been episode number 280 of the S. Anthony Says podcast. Uh, once again, I want to thank everybody for the kind words and the well wishes. I really, really do appreciate it. Um, uh, hopefully I'll be feeling better soon. Uh, I'm a damn gangster. I feel like crap and I still podcast. You're damn right, punks. <laughs> My social media, everything is S. Anthony Thomas. I'm on Instagram at S. Anthony Thomas. Uh, my social media regarding Twitter is at S. Anthony Thomas for me. At S. Anthony says for this particular podcast. Uh, the podcast is damn near everywhere. iHeartRadio, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, uh, Spreaker, uh, Podcast Revolution Network. I'm everywhere, baby, just like oxygen. Uh, the email address to me is uh, apparently a lot of you know because of the well wishes you've been sending. But just in case this is someone in the future listening to this when I'm already feeling good, don't make sure you send some stuff. 
to me there. It's a talk to us, Anthony at gmail.com. Talk to us, Anthony at gmail.com. Um, hopefully, uh, very soon I'll be feeling, uh, feeling better and be back to my normal self. But I want to thank you guys because, uh, the kind likes of the kind words and the well wishes that you guys sent me did, does, uh, that did in fact, and the ones that, that continue to come and do in fact make me feel better. So thank you very, very much for all of that, folks. Because I feel like crap, I'm going to wrap this up. <laughs> I'm going to end this the way I always end it. Uh, on the count of three, say it with me. Okay, because you know exactly how I end this damn thing. You ready? One, two, three. S. Anthony. Out.